welcome <laughs> to the 22nd, right? Yep. Okay. Are we sure? Yep. 22. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Second wow. episode of Beer and Fear. My name is Paige. My name is Zach. I'm a sleepy baby. How was your week, bud? Since you were at my apartment last. Um, decent. I'm uh, I'm still enjoying work a lot more than I have been because my schedule. Um, I've reached a new level of laziness. Hmm. What is the? La- oh my god. We've talked about this already. You bring it up every chance you get. <clears throat> Are you sure? Yes. I don't think we've talked about yes. this. Yes. You and that? I have talked about it. Oh, that's a little thing. I'm pretty sure you've mentioned it on, your, uh, on the podcast before, I don't know. Though. But uh, I bought a wireless mouse and a wireless keyboard. And it's like a gigantic like lap pad. And it's this, yeah, the keyboard hooks up to this lap board thing. That sits on your lap while you sit on the couch so I can play video games. Oh, what did I just do? <laughs> okay, we're still recording. Mm. So I can uh, I can play video games on my couch. And I can I can apparently control what's over there on my computer, too. But, um, yeah, new level of lazy. I don't now. really call that lazy. I mean, it's just a different seating position. I don't really understand how that changes anything. Your upstairs upstairs neighbor has like a huge ass recliner. I know. Yeah, and he's like got a three a big desk, and yeah. he's got three monitors that are all different. So I don't know. Dude's got to step up his game. Mm-hmm. He's got more monitors than me, but his setup is kind of kind of lacking. Maybe one's for like work, <laughs> one's for pleasure, and one's for gaming. <laughs> you know. You think he multitasks like that? Yeah. I wonder what happened to my. Uh... Look, I can change colors too with this mouse. I need you to focus. <laughs> Okay, I don't, I don't you know why they get the, uh, a game. So you have a new lap board, so you go. can play um, computer games on your TV. Yep, from your couch. Yep, sounds like a good time. Sounds like it's better for your back. Yep, um, and I'm um, I'm looking at getting a bike too. Um, hmm. I want to buy a bike so I can start biking when it gets warm out. I can bike to and from work. Uh, they're they're expensive. I got to save up some money if I want a bike. Hmm. Maybe I should just slow my <sighs> roll on, on buying things, though. Oh, what a yawn. But um, other than that, you okay? Other than that, um, not much is new. I saw the doctor for the first time in I don't know how long. I haven't had a doctor in forever. Now I have a doctor. He seems like a nice guy. Um, I got some blood work, so we'll see... See how that comes out and hope I'm healthy. I feel healthy. I'm getting some aches and pains of just from general aging, you know, yeah. and you start getting older and then you start, it's, it's hard to tell if like, have I always had that pain or am I just noticing it now? You mm, know, good question. Kind of deal. But, uh, good s- sore joints and aching and good time. Hmm. Well, how are you? Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm okay. I've been very sleepy lately and... I think I've talked about my depression before on here. I'm very open about it, but it's it's kind of been up and down, so I've been kind of in in a, a little a little slump. I think, um, and I'm no psychiatrist, but I, what's helped me is staying busy, having stuff to do. So it usually is just a distraction. Yeah. So you can avoid thinking about it. Yeah. Which I typically do already. <laughs> uh, you were you were telling me before we started recording about your schedule. This coming week in the next few days, and it sounds like you'll be you'll be pretty busy, which is good. Yeah, but That's honestly, it's just a band aid on a gushing wound. Like distractions only help so much; they just avert your mind from it. Yeah. Sometimes it's best to face the problem head on. Granted, that's usually not how it works with depression. Just because mm-hmm. you have depression forever, it doesn't just like magically go away. Right. Or having people to talk to. Yeah, but I don't do that. You should. I know. <laughs> 
What are you going to do? I've got a couple job interviews because I don't like the job I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for you. Yeah, I am too. Be a good time. Ugh. But that's why my my schedule is going to be all hectic because I've got a lot of running around to do. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So tired. Decent. Mm, I'm trying to think of anything else. Nothing worth noting. Nothing mm. really. I think we're, uh, we discussed at the end of the last episode, we're one story away from uh, being able to do uh, the first and probably only episode of <laughs> Frights and Flights. We've got three stories, and we just need one more. So we'll mention at the top, if you have a personal scary or spooky story, uh, paranormal encounter, whatever, um, send it our way to our email, beerandfearcast at gmail.com. That is beerandfearcast at gmail.com. Yes, it is. Thank you. And include a beer recommendation with your story. Please. So just uh, a beer that's available to purchase uh, that's not a shitty... Yeah, uh, try and be creative with your suggestion. Lager. It doesn't need to be a craft beer, but something, you know, something cool. Yeah. And we'll pick up your beer, try your beer, and read your story and shout you out on the show. We just need one more story and we can do it. I'm pretty excited, so... I love that positivity. I like the mood lighting in here. Is that moody enough? I mean, my eyes feel a little bit better because they're kind of strained. Good. Driving's been kind of a shit lately. I mm. need to get new glasses, I think. Is it your eye doc? Mm-hmm. Probably. Granted, every time I go, I go yearly because that's like the one thing I'm consistent on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll get a yearly. Being able to see. Yeah. I'll get a yearly physical like every five years, but I'll go to the eye doctor consistently. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it, it is important to be able to see, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to go about your day to day. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into it, I guess. You don't have anything else to add, right? Nope. Uh, that's it for me. Nope. Uh, this episode, you or I, I picked. That's right. I did it. Yeah. Page <laughs> me. I, I was the one that did it. Yep. Uh, only entirely on our own volition. No, Zach helped me. The topic. And it was perfect because the beer I found, like it was the first beer I found. It jumped out right at me. I was Ooh. like, oh, this is perfect. Excited. So this episode, episode 22 is on sirens. Sirens. <laughs> Specifically, the fear of loud noises. <laughs> no, siren, the mythical creature. The other sirens. Yes, the other kind of white meat. <laughs> The beer I have from you for you for to you for you today is called Beezer. 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 It is from Old Irving Brewing, and let me tell you, I had kind of a difficult time finding information on Old Bre- on Old Irving. It's, hmm. It was not readily available. Like they don't have an about me section on their website. They don't have like a Wikipedia. Never heard of them. Even their Facebook doesn't have anything. It's Chicago based. Wow. We're really thing, hitting the nail on the head with these well, Chicago beers. Of, you know, most craft beers are going to come from Chicago. Yeah, Because we live in Illinois. If we lived in another state, it would be, you yes. know, like Los Angeles. Maybe we need to start traveling. Yeah, maybe. Take beer and fear on the road. Oh, one of my um, one of my friends is giving me a Korean beer for an episode. Ooh. So I'm excited about Eric that. Eric just sent me a snap. Uh, he tried a Korean beer. I asked him where he got it. I can't remember, but I want to try that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fun. Very cool. So I found an article. But I didn't find it exactly an about me. Hmm. Um, so this article is from like August 10th of 2016. So that's about when they opened their doors. Okay. Um, so they opened it's like September of 2016. Uh, Head brewer uh, Trevor Rose Hamblin uh, is a culinary expert or his culinary expertise uh, from working at restaurants like Moto and ING. He's working with Matthias Murgis, I think. Um, a folk art restaurant management manager. Hmm. Uh, they have they have like um, uh, what are they called? I, I say them all the time. Brew pub. Gastro pub. No, they like offer food. Brew oh pub. yeah, brew pub, right? It's, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Say so it's a pub. Um, they uh, they're doing like, it's like a wood grilled meat thing. Uh, look up um, Old Irving. It's very cute. Okay. It's very cute. It's hard because the information's like all over the place. Oh, yeah. Brew pub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Montrose Avenue in Chicago. So it's about 8,500 square feet. Uh, half of it is devoted to brewing equipment and it seats about 100 in the dining room. And like you said, it's near um, whatever you said. Mon- mon- <laughs> yeah, it's uh, on Montrose. Yeah, Montrose. Ooh. CTA Blue Line Stop. Hey, I'm going to add this place on. Uh, 
Wow, the food looks amazing. Right? Holy shit. Okay, yeah, I'm going here. We should go here. I'm down. Yes. So, Trevor Rose Hamlin is uh, the brewmaster, and then, like I said, Matthias Murgis is in charge of the uh, menu. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, the history of it, from what I could find, it says that it sprang from the Crooked Fork Brewing Company. Um, that was originally um, announced by the late Homero Cantu. Can't Cantu, but he died. Okay. Um, and the, him, uh, Rose, and um, a guy named Jeff Linemeyer, Linmeyer, um, were like really upset about it. So they decided to open this brew pub in like hmm. his honor. Okay. And they included Matthias with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says they work together to create a massive space where groups can loiter, play cornhole because they have cornhole. <laughs> Uh, and enjoy themselves by watching the brewing process. So it's completely open for them to see it. Nice. It's really cool if you look up the pictures. Did you look in the inside? Uh, yeah, I saw a few pictures of the inside. I like the the aesthetic of the place. They do have a lot of seats. It is a very large venue. Oh, there's the beer we're trying on Google Maps. So I couldn't really find like an extensive history, but basically mm-hmm. it was to honor... Um, it looks good, right? It was to honor someone that they... They looked up to greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I think you said they wanted they were going to start a brewery. Yeah, and then he died. Yeah, so then they did another one. Yeah, got it. They got the. Uh, oh, that looks good too. Pretzel. We're just hungry. We're just hungry. We got okay, food on so the way. Okay, so it's called Beezer. <laughs> it is an Indian pale ale. Okay. Um, I'm excited already. Cool. Uh, its ABV is six point nine percent. The IBU is forty five. Uh, it's Citra and Mosaic Double Dried Hopped IPA, uh-huh. and it won a Hazy IPA gold medal. Hell yeah. I, I know I'm going to love this already. It's, like I said, Hops are Citra and Mosaic, It's got which is mostly everything. Citra and Mosaic isn't everything. Yeah, they're pretty popular. Uh, but that does cover their grains. It says two-row uh, carapils, wheat, oats, and caramel are their grains. Cool. Mm-hmm. On Beer Advocate, it has a score of 93. <laughs> fuck yeah outstanding nice it is ranked uh number out of the style yeah uh 770 good not bad average score it gets about a 4.23 also good and it is year round fuck yeah i'm excited never heard of this place before me either um and i definitely want to visit it now and i'm i already know i'm gonna love this beer so. the review i have because this time around we actually have a review mm-hmm uh, it was from Two Beer Dogs. He gave it a 3.9 out of 5. Hmm. Appearance is a hazy peach-tinged golden swirl of turbidity. Ooh, big a, words. Mm-hmm. A fluffy white head leaps two fingers high and lazily recedes to an almost milky head. Great retention and consistent lacing. Nose is awash with citrus. Zesty hmm. orange rinds. Pithy grapefruit. Floral orange notes, ripe mango, and a mild bready grain note. Flavor follows the nose well. Juicy notes are there, but a mellow ride. Mainly a melange, melange, melange uh-huh. of orange and mango. Uh, and here's where the mouthfeel plays along well. Mouthfeel. We're talking about mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> lighter than medium, but not thin in feel. But active carbonation helps the orange notes kind of rise and fall in the presence of the mango. Almost like a juice-heavy mimosa. Okay. But not that thick. Overall, a fine hazy, but I might just ask for a tad more follow-through on the flavor that the nose foreshadowed. So it's going to smell real good. I wish I could could be one of these people who describes beer in just such depth. Mm. Well, it was all run-on sentences. That helps you feel better. <laughs> he gave the look a four, smell a four, taste only a 3.75, huh. feel four, and overall four. Wow. Yeah, like people who describe wine, too. It's just People these, who describe wine are usually just uppity. These adjectives. Well, I mean, it sounds like these craft brew people, too. It could be the same same kind of person. That's true. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> and I always say, oh, it's good. Yeah, it tastes. Oh, I definitely taste the orange. Consistently. Yep. Orange yeah. is there. A weird thing in the back of the throat. It's good. Hey, hey, I'm descriptive. Yeah. We try to be as descriptive as as possible. As we're capable of being. uh, As the not professionals we are. Get the beer? Yeah. All right. That's it. 
Beezer. Double dry hopped IPA. Citro mosaic, citro mosaic, citro mosaic. Isn't the can art cool? Citro mosaic. <laughs> it is. Oh, uh, by the way, guy. I got us um, a beer for a bonus episode. Nice. It is interesting. Is it also? No. Oh. Okay. It is something entirely different. Let me get that smell. Oh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Fruit, but also Ooh. noticeable hop. Um in the mm. smell. Mm. What does it remind me of uh, the man? The hoppy smell. You talking about Aleman? Yeah, Aleman. The man by Aleman Brewing. It also kind of makes me think of uh, Sailor's Crush. With the mm-hmm. citrus. Yeah, the fruit forward. Ugh. Very much so. I hope it tastes good. It smells great. I bet it's going to taste amazing. All right. Hit me with that clink. That's right. Ooh, that's interesting. You don't get... See, I thought it was going to get fruit first, but you don't get fruit first, at least for me. I well, got that's ho- what he said. It was hops first I got and a lot grains. Of hops. Yep. Yep. And I can kind of taste caramel. Yep. Very, very hop forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fruit kind of sits in the background, but it's it's not... Too it's, much, and it's not it's not lacking. It is not overly bitter. I mm-hmm. think it's balanced very well. I would agree um, that I think there should be more notes of fruit, just because it seems like it's kind of a tease with how much it smells of fruit. <laughs> you would think you'd get a little bit more of yeah, that. Yeah, that, that review is definitely accurate as yes. far as, like, definitely more, the, the fruit comes comes through more in the smell. Yeah, but it's got that bite where you can taste, like, a decent amount of hops. I don't know why I say bite. It's literally just hops. Yeah. And IBU, you said it was like 40-something, like high 40s. It's accurate. I think it's pleasant. Again, a little upset about the smell being so citrusy. Yeah, you expect it to be like just like Sailor's Kush. And then there was one other. I'm losing track of all these. There was another uh, fruit-forward uh, hoppy beer mm-hmm. that we had. I think it was another IPA. Yeah. But definitely more fruit than this is. Which, I mean, with this, I'm not disappointed. Um, Honestly, I'm kind of glad that it was different because yes. it smelled so similar to those other beers that I'm glad that it was kind of like a 360 and mm-hmm. they like took you for a, a little bit of a ride there. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it's very pleasant. I enjoy it. Mm. I'd probably drink it again, which honestly yes. I don't usually say about most fopit like double hopped beers. Yeah. Definitely... Very pleasant. Yeah, the the fruit does kind of sit behind the hops yeah. and, and the wheat. I'm kind of like grain. trying to like hold it on my tongue so I can kind of like taste out the fruit mm-hmm. to just be like, where's the mango? You do get a little bit in the mm-hmm. aftertaste also. Mm-hmm. Maybe my burp will tell me more. A little bit of fruit in the burp. You're right. <laughs> Mango-ish. Yeah. Mango burp. This is good. Uh, definitely putting this above last week's. Yeah, I would too. But mine's at like an eight. <laughs> so where are you putting this? Uh, I get this one like a, a five. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit more strongly about this one. This is, uh, I don't know if you said it's ranked uh, 4,115 across all beers. I, did not. Um, I just did the style. I forgot to read that one. Which I think is. I would say it's very impressive. This is our third uh, highest ranked beer mm. in our main episodes. Mm. Zombie Dust. Then uh, Temporal Purgatory was second, uh, and then which actually got a 91. This one has a 93, and it's ranked higher. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's ranked, the score is higher, but it's ranked lower, mm-hmm. 41, 15. It's good. So there's a lot of um, Greek in yes. this uh, section in my like research. the language? Like, yeah, there's some Greek words. Okay. I'm going to do my best to try and pronounce these, but I'm uh, just a forewarning, I'm going to fuck a lot of words up. I believe in you. And we're just going to go with it. Uh, I got about three pages, so it is it is quite a bit. I'll try and move through it kind of quick. So, according to Greek mythology, sirens were dangerous creatures who lured nearby sailors with their enchanting music and singing voices to shipwreck on the rocky coast of their island. According to the Greek Neoplatonist, Neoplatonist philosopher uh, Proclus, Plato said there were three kinds of sirens. The celestial the generative, and the purificatory slash cathartic. Can I see that word? It's... Pure... What? Purificatory. Purificatory. Like, purify. Like pure? They purify. Yeah. Oh. Purific... I don't think it's a real word, but... The first were under the government of Zeus. 
uh, celestial. The second, under that of Poseidon, generative. And the third, of Hades. What is a word? Purificatory. 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 Having the effect of purifying or cleaning. And those were under um, the government of Hades. So when the soul... Wait, the purifying ones? Mm -hmm. Okay. When the soul is in heaven, the sirens seek by harmonic motion to unite it to the divine life of the celestial host. That's the first kind. Okay. And when in Hades, the cathartic and purificatory, uh, when in Hades to conform the soul to an eternal infernal regimen. Okay. But when on earth, their only job to produce generation of which the sea is emblematic. What? I don't know. I had a hard time... uh, deciphering that sentence too but um you've got zeus you've got hades and then poseidon yeah the sea is it's sort of where they exist mm-hmm. well i also knew that there were different um descriptions Food's almost there. okay i also knew there were different descriptions of sirens mm-hmm. do you go into that um i think that's the most that i talk about i do talk about like how they look their appearance and i do talk about the uh different sirens that are mentioned like, like their, their names. names. Mm-hmm. Okay. But no, I that's really all I found on the different types of sirens. Plato said there were three. Continue. The etymology of the name is contested. Robert S. P. Beeks, uh, is a <laughs> linguistic professor, has suggested a pre-Greek origin. Others connect the name to uh, Saida, which means rope or cord. It's a Greek word. Okay. And Aido. Aido which means to tie, join, or fasten, resulting in the meaning binder or entangler, i.e. one who binds or entangles through magic song. This could be connected to the famous scene of Odysseus being bound to the mast of his ship in order to resist their song. Yeah. Um, and I think I have... I see that very frequently in pop culture that it has references to sirens. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is them being... It's a little vase, and there's the sirens. Yes. That's him. And then there's also a painting. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. A lot of the times, if there's sirens in like pop culture or something, they'll be um, bound to the mast mm-hmm. of the ship, mm-hmm. or they'll put um, like a wax of some kind in their ears. Yes, yeah, I think I talk about that too. Uh, sirens were believed to look like a combination of women and birds in mm-hmm. various different forms. Yes, in early Greek art, they were represented as birds with large women's heads, mm-hmm. bird feathers, and scaly feet. Later, they were represented as female figures with the legs of birds. With or without wings, playing a variety of musical instruments, especially harps and lyres. I got really confused when I played God of War, I think, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the only God of War game I played. But they had sirens in it, and they were birds. And there was this scene in the game where, because it's all quick time events, mm-hmm. there's a scene in the game where you have to hit, like, you know, triangle and then yeah. X to jump off of these sirens, like, legs, mm. I guess. Either they are sirens or harpies. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was so strange because I was, like, my, like, mentally, I'm like, oh, sirens are fish. Yeah, they're like mermaids almost. Yeah, that's always the idea I had of them. I never knew before this research that they were initially described as it's being so birds. strange. Yeah. I was like, I didn't realize that they were like compared like that. I've also never played God of War, and I'd like to. Uh, don't play three. Okay, okay. It's all quick time events. See, it's not that good. I'll check really quick to see if it's on Steam. I'd get the newer one. There's like a sex scene with Aphrodite. It's very weird. Whoa. And it's also a quick time event. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The sex scene is a quick time yeah. event? God, oh. So, like, you hit triangle and she moans. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kratos. It's not <laughs> it's on, square. It is not on Steam. Good. You don't need to play that. Uh, the 7th century Anglo-Latin catalog Liber Monstrorum. Okay. Liber Monstrorum. Okay. Which is a catalog of marvelous creatures. Oh, neat. Says that sirens were women from their heads to their navels, and instead of legs, they had fishtails. Mm-hmm. The 10th century Byzantine Encyclopedia Suda says that from their chests up, sirens had the form of sparrows, and below they were women, or alternatively, that there were little birds with women's faces. That's adorable. By the Middle Ages, the figure of the siren had transformed into the enduring mermaid figure. Yes. Originally, sirens were shown to be male or female, but the male siren disappeared from art around the 5th century Mm -hmm. BC. The 1st century Roman historian Pliny the Elder... Lovely. ...discounted sirens as a pure fable. Mm -hmm. Although Dinan, Dinan, the father of Clarcius, a celebrated writer, asserts that they exist in India... 
and that they charm men by their song and having first lulled them to sleep, tear them to pieces. In his notebooks, Leonardo da Vinci wrote, the sirens sing so sweetly that she lulls the mariners to sleep. Then she climbs upon the ships and kills the sleeping mariners. (laughs) Uh, Roman poets placed them on some small islands called Sirenum Scopuli, Mm -hmm. uh, which are three small rocky islands. Some report them being just south off the coast of Rome, Italy, or somewhere in the Tyrrhenian Sea, which is the sea that's south of Italy. Okay. In some later rationalized traditions, the literal geography of the flowery island of Anthemoessa, Anthemoessa, whatever, or Anthemusa is fixed <laughs> sometime on <coughs> Cape Pelorum and at others on the islands known as the Cyrenus, Cyrenus near Pastum or in Capri. Honestly, this is giving me flashbacks to sharks <laughs> and all the Latin words. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of ancient, uh, re- really old places. Uh, Cape Pelorum, which is now Cape Peloro or Faro Point, is the northeasternmost point of Sicily. Mm. So again, near Italy. Um, all I'm... such locations were surrounded by cliffs and rocks, and all seemed to exist somewhere near the southern coast of Italy. Okay. Their number is variously reported as from two to eight. I thought they were like all over Sirens Rich yeah, the Thing. I did too. But this says that there were only up to eight of them. So like there's a set amount of that specific mythical creature. Uh, that's, that's what this is saying. I always viewed them as like a lower tier mythical creature that would be like... Um, that would reproduce like heavily, you know, or yeah. like recreate heavily. Like if it were to be obviously since they phased out male sirens, that mm-hmm. maybe it was like women that drowned it at could be. sea or something. It could be part and of it. And they became sirens. I mm-hmm. didn't think that they would put them at like there's only a maximum right. of eight. And it's like the same two to eight sirens. That yeah, were, that's very you know, odd to all me. All accounted for. I mean, I, I guess know. that they live for a long time, but right. can sirens be killed? Well, um, the ones that we talk about apparently can. Uh, they're, they're hmm. In the Odyssey, Homer says nothing of their origin or names, but hmm. gives the number of the sirens as two. Mm-hmm. Later, writers mention both their names and number, and some state that there were three. Okay. Wikipedia lists up to seven. Hmm. Uh, so there's, again, very difficult, hard-to-pronounce Greek names here. Ag- Aglofem, okay. A-G-L-A-O-P-H-E-M-E, Translated as with lambent lambent voice, okay. is attested as a daughter of um, Achilles, okay. which is the god associated with the largest river in Greece. Cool. And Melpamem. Melpamem. My favorite one. Melpamem, which is known as the muse of tragedy. So okay. Achilles and Melpamem uh, had this siren, birth this siren, and a few others we'll talk about. Oh, okay. um, Leucosia. L-E-U-C-O-S-A. Her name was given to the island opposite to the Siren's Cape. Her body was found on the shore of uh, Poseidonia, which is an island southeast of Athens, Greece. Okay. Her body was found like she was dead? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Legaia, L-E-G-E-I-A. She was found ashore of Tarina in Brutium, which is now modern-day Calabria, which is a region uh, of southern Italy. I've always liked the idea... Not the idea. I've always liked the thought of like civilizations that no longer exist anymore mm-hmm. and the areas that they would have inhabited today. So like, oh my gosh, what was that freaking country that doesn't exist anymore? <sighs> I need to look it up. I'd like to visit some of these places too, just to see. I would just like history. to travel the world. Because there's, there's a lot of stuff that's still standing. Yeah. Like the, what is it like? The eight myth or the nine wonders of the world, eight eight wonders of the world. How many are there? Something like that. Something like that. And there's still remnants of those, and I'd I'd love to see those. Um, there's Mulp, M O L P E, which is another daughter of uh, Achilles and uh, Melpomene. There's Parthenope, P R T H E N O P E. Her tomb was presented in Naples and called Construction of Sirens. I looked up the word construction. It doesn't look like it's a real word. Um, I don't know if it, w- it was meant to be construction of sirens, but it's construction of sirens. There's uh, Pisano. Uh, I think it's Seven Wonders. Seven Wonders, yep. Pisano, P-E-I-S-I-N-O-E, or Pisitho, which is another daughter of Achilles and Melpomene. 
and there's thel thelxipia thelxipia or thelxiope t-h-e-l-x-i-e-p-e-i-a meaning eye-pleasing yet another daughter of echolus and melpomen they were getting busy yes they had a lot of sirens Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick food ring. Did you ever find out the name of that uh, country that didn't exist anymore? Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia doesn't exist anymore? Guess not. Also Prussia. <laughs> I guess Czechoslovakia as well. I thought that was still a... Oh, Czech Republic. Yeah. But Prussia was the original one I was thinking of. And then mm. Yugoslavia came up, and I was like, oh, yeah. So there's some mythological stories here that I got from the wikis. Uh, there's the mythology of, what is it, Demeter? Demeter? D-E-M-E-T-E-R? I would say Demeter. Sure. The goddess of harvest, right? You seem to know more about it than I do. According to Ovid, 43 BC to 1780, the sirens were the companions of young Persephone. Oh, yeah, the daughter of Demeter. So the uh, goddess of spring and Demeter was the goddess of harvest. Why do you know all this? Because I le- read a lot of Greek mythology. <laughs> Demeter gave them wings to search for Persephone when she was abducted by Hades. Because she ate the pomegranates that he offered her. Now. Oh, <laughs> this is all stuff that wasn't included in this. Did you never know about the story of Perse- uh, Persephone and Hades? I've read about it before, I think in high school. Mm. Maybe I spark noted it. Mm. It's probably yeah something I may have spark noted. He fell in love with her and kidnapped her into, um, I think it's called Tartarus. I think that's what it is. Hmm. Um, what their hell is. And like schmoozed her. She ate pomegranates? Gave her pomegranate seeds. And they always, they say don't eat anything from the underworld because it'll like trap you there, I guess. And she ate like four pomegranate seeds, I that's think. That's a lot of, oh, four pomegranate seeds. Not four pomegranates. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Four months, I think, four months out of the year. It's either four or six. I can't remember if it's half the year or four months. Uh, she has to spend her time in the underworld with Hades, and the other half she's on. Huh. The more you know. Is that why uh, pomegranates are an aphrodisiac? Are they? I'm pretty sure. I can't say I've ever been turned on by a pomegranate. <laughs> uh, however, the fabulae of Hyginus, 64 BC to 1780, had Demeter cursing the sirens for failing to intervene in the abduction of Persephone. According to Hyginus, sirens were fated to live only until the mortals who heard their songs were able to pass by them. Then there's the Muses. It is said that Hera, queen of the gods, persuaded the sirens to enter a singing contest with the Muses. The Muses won the competition and plucked out all the sirens' feathers and made crowns out of them. Out of their anguish from losing the competition, writes Stephanus of Byzantium, the sirens turned white and fell into the sea at Eptera, which is, means featherless, where they formed the islands in the bay that were called Lukai, which means the white ones, uh, in modern Suda, which is a coast off of a large island just south of Athens, Greece. And then there's Odyssey. Odysseus was curious as to what the sirens sang to him, and so, on the advice of Circa, he had all of his sailors plug their ears with beeswax and tie him to the mast. He ordered his men to leave him tied tightly to the mast, no matter how much he might beg. When he heard their beautiful song, he ordered the sailors to untie him, but they bound him tighter. When they had passed out of earshot, Odysseus demonstrated with his frowns to be released." Some post-Homeric authors state that the sirens were fated to die if someone heard their singing and escaped them, and that after Odysseus passed by, they therefore flung themselves into the water and perished. I like that you've basically covered all my material that I was going to go over. Why didn't you stop me? (sighs) I'll cut it out. No, it's fine. The term siren song refers to an appeal that is hard to resist, but that, if heeded, will lead to a bad conclusion. Later writers have implied that the sirens were cannibals, based on Circa's description of them lulling there in their meadow, round them heaps of corpses rotting away, rags of skin shriveling on their bones. 
As linguist Jane Ellen Harrison notes of the care siren, it is strange and beautiful that Homer should make the siren's appeal to the spirit, not to the flesh. The siren song is a promise to Odysseus of mantric truths, with a false promise that he will live to tell them. They sing, Once he hears, to his heart's content, sails on a wiser man. We know all the pains that the Greeks and Trojans once endured. On the spreading plain of Troy, when the gods willed it so, all that comes to pass on the fertile earth, we know it all. Hmm. They sang that. They are mantra creatures like the Sphinx, with whom they have much in common, knowing both the past and the future, Harrison observed. Their song takes effect at midday in a windless calm. The end of that song is death. That the sailor's flesh is rotting away suggests it has not been eaten. It has been suggested that with their feathers stolen, their divine nature kept them alive, but able, unable to provide food for their visitors who starved to death by refusing to leave. By the time of the Renaissance, female court musicians known as court, courtesans, courtesans. Filled, filled the role of an unmarried companion, and musical performances by unmarried women could be seen as a moral. Yeah. Seen as a creature who could control a man's reason, female singers became associated with the myth- mythological figure of the siren, who usually took a half-human, half-animal form somewhere on the cusp between nature and culture. Hmm. Sirens continued to be used as a symbol for the dangerous temptation embodied by women regularly throughout Christian art of the medieval era. However, in the 17th century, some Jesuit writers began to assert their actual existence, including a Cornelius A. Lapida, who said of women, her glance is that of the fabled basilisk. Her voice is a siren's voice. With her voice, she enchants. With her beauty, she deprives of reason. Voice and sight alike deal destruction and death. Antonia Deloria also argued for their existence, and Athanius Kircher argued that compartments must have been built for them aboard Noah's Ark. So the sirens? Yeah. In the folklore of some modern cultures... they can swim, or is this the ones that are birds? It has to be the bird ones. Because, like, so they saved... Okay, that's the thing that killed me about the Ark. They saved two of each. Yep. Two of each gender. Or one of each gender. Mm -hmm. But... They didn't have to do that with the aquatic animals. So that means that there's an overabundance of aquatic animals. And that's assuming that every male and female version of that animal species would be able to successfully copulate and have offspring. Can we also consider the fact that they're all products of incest then? Just yep. like humans, Just if like you humans. followed the Bible. Yep. And that, yeah, that's that's assuming that ev- like ev- each animal species had a successful birth. Yeah, you don't know what their uteruses were like. Yeah, maybe there were, you know. Maybe he has like miscarriages. Po- yeah, and poorly performing sperm. Exactly. I don't so. think you check the sperm count on a lion. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, Noah, Noah's assumptions were uh, pretty wild. In the folklore of some modern cultures, the concept of the siren has been assimilated to that of the mermaid. For example, the French word for mermaid is. Sirene. Ooh. Sirene. Say that again. Sirene. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I wrote the um, pronunciation here in, in uh, parentheses. It's, it says sirene, but that throat R sound. <laughs> so I would know how to say it. Throat R sound. Sirene. I don't speak French. I don't and, either. Chelsea does. Really? Yeah. Like fluently? Pretty decently. She, I she think she it? also did Spanish, too. Oh, wow. Uh, And similarly in certain other European languages. Fun fact, the English word siren, referring to a noise-making device, derives from the name. Mm. So that's how sirens got their Mm. name. We learned that, and then last episode we learned how coconuts got their name. And coconuts. That's it. That's all I got. Fucking finally. Jesus. I thought you'd never stop. Thank you for sharing that. That was all very interesting. That's me. I I enjoyed that. I never stop. Oh, no, I have to wait for my fucking thing to load. Okay, so Zachary stole my thunder with some of the stuff I was going to go over. I can cut it out. No, it's okay, because I found something else to go over very quickly. I'm going to go over famous sirens from history. Cool. Like you did, but... A little more detail. A little more detail. Mm -hmm. Maybe stuff I didn't include. Uh, I don't remember if you went over... I think you did. Uh, Malusine? Malusine. Malus. M e l u s i n e. Perhaps, maybe I just mentioned them. I don't know. Uh, in an old French tale, Melusine, mm-hmm. Melusine, 
a creature with a fish or water serpent tail marries a mortal man to gain a soul. The oldest extant version of the tale was written sometime between 1387 and 1393, but the legend was well known before then. The Jean legend. The story has changed quite a few times, and it is possible that Melusine, 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 Melusine was originally depicted in a more positive manner as a goddess of the sea. In the most well-known version of the myth, she promises to marry a knight as long as he swears to never see her on Saturdays. What? So that she's got shit going on. She's got girls. Like poker <laughs> she's night. busy. So that he might not see her water serpent tail. They get married and somehow have children. They didn't conceive on Saturday. That's how. Mm-hmm. And all the while, he somehow never notices her tail. <laughs> One day, he breaks his promise to her and peeks at her while she bathes on a Saturday, and he sees her serpent-like tail. He later blames her for a a tragic event she had nothing to do with, like all men, the death of their son. And in her anger, she turns into a dragon. In later versions of the stories, she saves herself from her um, innately evil existence by becoming a Christian. (laughs) Want to stop a dragon? Become a Christian. (laughs) The power of Christ compels you, you... 1,000 ton creature. <laughs> uh, the next one is, I think you went over this one, um, a targetus? A targetus? Oh, I said so many words, I can't. Oh. Well, she <laughs> is depicted with having a tail and little legs. Do you want to see them? <laughs> uh, both? Yeah, look at her. <laughs> How cute. She got weird titties. <laughs> <laughs> The Atargetus mermaid myth is one of the oldest, originating in 1000 BCE. Uh, Atargetus, Atargetus, uh, it's so, I don't know how you would pronounce that. Yeah, there were a lot of words I don't know that, Greek. No, can't do it. Uh, is the Assyrian goddess of the water and fertility and life, which have long been associated with water. People worshipped her in a beautiful temple that probably had a lake or pool next to it, which sounds very relaxing, mm. where people waited while they worshipped her. <clears throat> Waited as in waited through the water, not waited as yeah. in waited like in a doctor's office. Hoping for healing from the sacred water. A targetus, a targetus accidentally killed her mortal lover and felt so much shame that she hid in a lake. I hate it when that happens. How do you accidentally kill somebody? The lake, however, could not conceal... It was her her vagina. It was too powerful. The lake, however, could not conceal her completely because of her great beauty. So Uh she turned the lower half of her body into a fish tail so that she could remain in the water. Of course. I like how she could just do that. Yeah, casually. Um, On... Okay, it's either Ondine or Undine. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, there's two spellings. There's O and then there's U. Mm. And I would say either one of those could be Ondine, Ondine. There's a couple ways you can pronounce it probably. Okay. She is a sea nymph from an old German tale whose lover was unfaithful. Mm. She killed him by robbing him of his breath. Damn. (laughs) Like other sea nymphs, she was immortal and lost her immortality after bearing children. Her mortal lover, a knight, no longer loved her as she began to age. And when she found him with another woman, she reminded him of his promise to love her with every waking breath before robbing him of his breath. Uh Uh-huh. The term Undine, or Undyne, I don't know, came to refer to any water nymph or elemental water sprite who falls in love with the mortal and loses her immortality when she bears offspring. Undine, Undine's curse, named for this uh, siren tale, is a severe form of sleep apnea. The brain stops giving the lungs the signal to inhale. The medical term for this disease is central hypoventilation syndrome. This syndrome has a genetic... I don't know that word. <laughs> oh, well. It's it's often <laughs> lethal, especially in infants. Oh, wow. There's Lamanya, which is an African-Brazilian goddess. Uh, Africans who migrated to Brazil bought the um, brought the worship of this goddess to their new home. And she's still worshipped in South America to this day alongside the Virgin Mary. She's usually worshipped by those who practice... Um, it says Vodun, uh, but it's supposed to mean voodoo. Okay. Uh, she, like Mary, is essentially married to a god and is considered a mother figure. She married her brother, the god Anju, I think, um, and was raped by her son, uh, Arungan. 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 Uh, she is considered the mother of the water and is worshipped as the mother of all gods and the patron saint of sailors. 
She not only symbolizes motherhood, but also sexuality. She is sometimes portrayed as a large fish or as a traditional half human, half fish. Mm -hmm. She is usually depicted as a light skinned woman with long black hair and a rainbow crown or halo. Uh, in Africa, she is sometimes depicted as a dark-skinned woman, sometimes holding a serpent or a mirror in a comb, uh, symbols that might represent vanity or femininity. A mirror or a mirror? A mirror. Oh, okay. thought she had like a little mirror. <laughs> They're animals. They're tiny animals, like mammals. What's that? A uh, mirror? Like a meerkat? I think they're just mirrors. Maybe I'm wrong. No, mirror is a, mirror is a word for sea. Why did I think mirror was a... There's meerkats. I know meerkats. That's the only but thing. Yeah, you look up mirror on Google. It's just pictures of the ocean. Yeah. Mirror means uh, uh, sea in German. <laughs> Recovered that real quick. <laughs> uh, Sedna. Sednia. Uh, is an Inuit goddess. Uh Um, She was an important part of the Inuit's people shamanistic way of life. She was the goddess of both sea and land and one of the most important goddesses of spirits in this tradition. She brought animals into view so that hunters could find them and also hid animals to prevent them from being hunted, which kind of seems counterintuitive. In one version of her origin story, she mistakenly marries a bird spirit who is disguised as a man and moves to an island with him. Hate it when that happens. I know. Every fucking time. (laughs) Her mother comes, or I'm sorry, her father comes by boat to rescue her, and the beard, uh, bird spirit flaps its wings, causing a storm. Mm. You remember the Frank? Yeah. The beard. <laughs> beard. <laughs> her father tries to push her into the sea to save her. What if she couldn't swim? Just assuming. And when she doesn't let go of the edge of the boat, he cuts off her fingers. Oh, God. Her fingers become the whales and walruses and other sea animals, and she becomes the mother of all sea creatures and spirit of the sea. Man, crazy shit happened back in the day. Yeah, I kind of want to know how fingers become walruses. <laughs> There's Alamuki, I think, uh, was a mythical river dragon woman of ancient Hawaiian mythology. Uh, ancient Hawaiians believed in spirit gods known as uh, kapuas, who could appear in either animal or human form. Uh, the greatest of these were the dragon gods, uh-huh. and the oldest dragon gods resided in rivers and lakes. Volcanic eruptions were often associated with the birth of a kapua, particularly the dragon gods. Hmm. The greatest of the dragon kapuas was, let me tell you, dude, this name. It's I'm just going to call him Mo because it is long. <laughs> uh, they brought the other dragon gods and goddesses to the Hawaiian Islands. Good times. And then there's Lorelei. Lorelei? Lorelei, Lorelei. Uh, at the bank of the Rhine River near, um, it's German, so. The Rhine? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it says near something, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce sure. it. Sure. Uh, it's Germany lies the Lorelei Rock, hmm. named after a legendary maiden who cast herself into the sea after she discovered that her lover was unfaithful. She became a siren who lured sailors to their deaths on the rocks through her beauty. The area by the Lorelei Rock produces a constant echoing sound, and for many centuries, this was attributed to the mournful cries of the young maiden. Hmm. <sighs> Good times. Wow. I didn't know there were uh, There's that a many, lot of water spirits. That many, um, I guess, instances in different cultures, like reports of a siren-type creature in all those different cultures. I know. I didn't even go into the Selkies. I remember you talking about this before. Mm-hmm. They're neat, though. Maybe that could be another episode. I don't think there's enough information on them. On selkies? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones with the skin, right? Yes. They turn into, uh, I think it was seals, um, but they have skin that they can take off and yep. go on to land with. I remember But that. if they lose it, they can never go back to the sea. That would be me. I would lose it day one. Just fucking, I lose everything. What did you think of the beer? Can I ever ask you that question? No. Okay. That's my thing. Just like have a good day is my thing. It's good. I'm just about finished with it. Uh, I, I like it because it was different. I finished it, mine already. It was not, um, it didn't really align with my expectations. Of not it. at all. And was, I was definitely expecting something more fruit forward, like the other uh, fruit forward IPAs that we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely the uh, the grains and the hops um, are the first thing you taste. Interesting change-up. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. But it's still a really good beer. Everything's uh, balanced well in the beer. Nothing is too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fruit's still there, though. 
But yeah, it definitely smells much more fruity than it does. It taste is so fruit. strong when you smell it, but mm. it is like the total opposite when you drink it. Tasty. Tweered. Definitely recommend it. Um, Old Irving Brewing Company in Chicago. If you see a can, if you're out at Benny's or Jewel or wherever you get your beer, you see a can of Old Irving, pick some up. This is Beezer, but I, I definitely want to try some of their other ones. And I definitely want to visit their um, their brew pub in Chicago. We should visit all the ones that we've talked about that are in Chicago. We talked about doing that. Yeah, that's right. Maybe when uh, things kind of subside and we get back to normal. Someday. Eventually. <clears throat> we mentioned at the top, beerandfearcast at gmail.com is our email where you can send us uh, nice letters and show your appreciation and admiration and say, hey, I listen. Um, or don't. Hey, That's I listen. Uh, or your stories. If you've got a story for Frights and Flights, send it our way with a beer recommendation. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Instagram, we're trying to post uh, pictures of the beer that we drink, the cans, what it looks like in the glass. We shout out the brewery so you can check them out too on all the socials and just keep up to date with those we release our new episodes every week uh wednesday at noon and we post them to the social medias as well we're on every popular podcast platform including uh youtube it's not a podcast platform but we're on youtube um if you're not into the podcasting thing you can still listen to our stuff on youtube and podbean is our website uh who hosts our podcast and every single week we have our pictures and all of our media that we talk about. We'll have pictures about the sirens and stuff like that for this episode on there as well. Now I just want to make sure I, I cover all my bases uh, for those who are still listening and interested in, in checking us out. Okay. Anything else? Besides that? Besides that? Nope, that's it. Okay. Have a good day. <laughs> have a good day. We're going to eat some macarons. Is it macaroons or macarons? Macaroons are the coconut. Oh.